on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I've always had this innate personality about me where I just want to keep going. Nothing is ever enough. What's the next best thing that we can do? Great. We hit seven figures. Let's go to eight. We hit eight. Great. Let's go to nine. We hit nine. Just want to keep stacking and keep going. You got to have goals so big that you're scared of not making them happen. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, guys, Chaz Wolf coming back at you, Gathering the Kings podcast. And today, dude, Tyler Simpson on the show today. We just got done with an incredible pod. And and Tyler, the energy coming from such a youthful seven-figure owner, I'm jacked, I'm inspired on my side. Thanks for coming. It was awesome, wasn't it? Absolutely, dude. It was absolutely freaking amazing. I, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on today. It was fantastic. This guy has an incredible story. He literally breaks it down. Make sure you grab your pen and paper because it's about to go down. All right. Welcome to the stage, Tyler Simpson. Dude, thank you so much for coming and, and gracing us with your presence today. We are in for a treat. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. Glad to be here. Awesome, dude. You're a seven-figure business owner, but you're a young dude. And so we got all kinds of stuff to talk about today because I know there's other young dudes and ladies listening right now. And, and your story is unique, just as we all of our stories are. And so let's dive in with what does the business look like today, the current status of things? Just give us a quick overview of what you're involved in, what your hands in, what's the business look like today? Absolutely. Absolutely. So basically we are in the grocery retail and restaurant industry. We're all in one. It's a big family business that we got going on. We got RV parks going on, beer bars going in, grocery store, gas station, you know, kind of a little conglomerate that we got going on around here. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about obviously with those three or, or four angles, but all kind of in one conglomerate, you're located in the same place. Mm -hmm. Your store is a little unique because you're in a small area, but a little bit of a touristy area. So you're capturing local slash touristy business. Tell us a little, just give us another like 30 seconds on like restaurant. What kind of food do you have? What's unique about the, the grocery store gas station combo? Give us a little bit of the history there. Definitely. I can for offhand for say that the uh, restaurant itself is absolutely unique. We have the upside down buns. You won't find that for a few hundred miles around here. Actually, I really what don't know. What is an upside down bun, Tyler? <laughs> so you take in your regular hamburger bun, right? The old traditional good upside upside up hamburger bun. Okay. 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 Flip it over. Flip it so over. Bottom bun is now on the, on the bottom, but facing the wrong way. Top bun is usually has the nice dome on it. Yeah. It's facing the other way. So you actually have a weird stack going on. Interesting. So actually, and, and, and so yeah. what does that do for me as the consumer, Tyler? Help me understand. What's this doing so, to my taste buds? What that is doing to your taste buds. So we actually have a fancy bun toaster. It's a vertical bun toaster. So that actually allows us to get a nice butter crust on the bun 
as a Ooh, toast. Yeah. So when you sink your teeth in, that is the absolute first thing that you're sinking your teeth into. So it's giving your taste buds that extra rich experience. I love it. I love it. And I love the butter top. We could talk about absolutely. business all day or we can talk about butter. <laughs> Both are basically just as glorious. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah, awesome, man. So and this was your idea. Some of your history is this is a family business has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. But you're not just the old chap off the block who's like just taking over what daddy did. You've come in and you've really done your own thing nope. and it's been incredible. The Upside Down Burger, in fact, is your creation. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's 100% my creation. I, I started the restaurant about five, six years ago now. And uh, Love it. we took the food program from doing about 10,000 a year to now doing a little bit over 230 a year in the last five years. And uh, absolutely, my brainchild took the as the second we introduced the upside down bun, sales went up 40%. So wow. it's pretty hard to argue with the uniqueness of it. So, you know, the uniqueness brings attention and we can get to some of that here in a little bit when you tell us about your journey and story and stuff, but you hear Absolutely. that all across podcasts and, and TikTok videos and stuff today. If you're in business and listening to anything business, it's, you got to get attention and you got to get you know, your people to, to notice what you're doing. And so uh, we're going to flip the buns upside down, create an amazing, tasteful experience and you're going to want to come try it is what you're saying to me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It gets people talking. <laughs> That's, I love it. I love it. Okay. So a lot to dive in here because you've got a business that, that is, is working inside of a family that you are now in, in proprietary control of, but then yes, also sir. too, you've gotten things that you've done on your own and then new projects coming. And so I want to dive into all that. So let's keep moving here before mm -hmm. we go into some of that stuff. What drives you at this moment now. You got all these things going on. You're a seven-figure business owner, the quote unquote, you've made it status. What drives you even at this moment to keep going? That is a fantastic question because your goals are only so high, right? At the end of the day, what I've always had this innate personality about me where I just want to keep going. Nothing is ever enough. What's the next best thing that we can do? Great. We hit seven figures. Let's go to eight. We hit eight. Great. Let's go to nine. We hit nine. Let's go to just want to keep stacking and keep going. You got to have goals so big that you're scared of not making them happen. So yeah. and that's how I look at it. I love that. And obviously there's a, there's a, all kinds of implementation and technique that goes into to making those things actually happen. But it starts with what you're talking about. So if you're listening right now and you're taking notes, Tyler has already dropped a huge bomb on you right now, which is you've got to be able to think big. You've got to be able to put things in front of you that do make you scared. It can't just be the things that you already know you're going to do. It's got to be something that makes you a little nervous. You wonder, is this even possible? And then what that does then as an entrepreneur, when you're writing this stuff down, as you guys, I'm sure heard me talk about you, your brain then gets forced into how do I make this happen? Or better yet, who do I need to work with or collaborate with or who do I need to hire or whatever unto then being able to complete this project. So that's gold. Thank you so much, Tyler. All right. Tell me where entrepreneurship began for you. Obviously it probably ran in the family, but how did your journey start? So my journey actually started, uh, me and my little brother, we started selling watermelon cantaloupe and snow cones outside dad's store there back in the go. day when we were about 10, we little lads <laughs> flipping snow cones. But from there it spiraled off into, I went into photography for years throughout huh? high school, a little bit of middle school. That's how I paid my bills was uh, photography. Wow. And then from there blossomed into, did a little bit of construction work, but none of that was my own. And at about 19, that's when I started selling uh, soft stuff pretzels. And turn into a restaurant from there. So, yeah, I remember off off air because obviously you and I have gotten to know each other over the last even couple of weeks pretty good. Yeah, and and you told me about this story about how you created this pretzel 
a whole brand new recipe, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and you're 19 years old, like out of high school, most people are thinking about how do I party? How do I be with my friends? <laughs> and you're creating yeah. a new recipe for a pretzel that ends up basically going viral. It was outside of being it, uh, on TikTok, but it was huge. Tell me about the pretzel. Yeah. It, yeah. So the, the pretzel, so I went to college for a brief, very brief stint. And that's actually where I came up with the idea. And everybody in class was like, yo, dude, that sounds like a phenomenal idea. You should try it. And I was like, all right, yeah, we'll see what happens here. First batch, terrible, absolutely terrible. No clue what I'm doing. Could have quit. Baked. You could have quit, but you did. Yeah, could have quit. Never baked a day in my life. Kept working at it. Kept working at it. Finally got a good pretzel pretzel recipe, and from there we actually laid out the dough, stuffed it, cheese, jalapenos, breakfast. We had pizza, wow. all that good stuff, and then started selling them in the store a little bit. My dad uh, gave me a little bit of a space. And then from there, it blew up. We went to schools. We did some fundraisers. We were in bars. We were all yeah. over the place with that thing. So that's incredible. Awesome. The, awesome. the journey here, as you're listening and taking notes from Tyler, is that he didn't quit. It was just an idea. But his friends around him actually encouraged him, which is not always necessarily the entrepreneur journey. No, Sometimes we get discouraged, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You luckily had true. some folks around you uh, saying, hey, we'll try this out. This sounds awesome. And so you were able to press in. And I love the persistence there of getting the recipe right. Even at a young age, to have persistence like that is is unique. And so if you're listening right now, persistence is absolutely key. Like that sounds cliche, but what that means is that you got to have some stick to You need to not just make the decision, but then you need to stick to it, see it through, be persistent until it comes to fruition or until you can get the result that you're looking for. And so that's a, that's an incredible example. Now you've given us an upside down bun, which makes me hungry. <laughs> and uh, now a cheesy pizza breakfast filled pretzel. I'm going to, I'm going to, at the end here, I'm going to ask people how to connect with you, but right now for the listener, please tell them where you're located and where your restaurant is. And they can get these amazing things just real quick. Tell, <laughs> tell us where you're located. So I'm in a tiny town called Nyssa, Oregon. I'm about 50 miles outside of Boise where our, the restaurant itself is called Rockstore Grill. Come on in. We got brand new seating area to come check out. So yeah, yeah. incredible place. And you can do some fishing. You can do some hiking. I'm yes. sure in the area, beautiful place, beautiful area. Uh, all right, let's continue on. So we're going to go into decisions. I love this part of the show because for me personally, decisions, good and bad, are the marker of where I am, period. Absolutely. Okay. And so do you have a formula or a process around making decisions, Tyler? Well, my basic formula is, is this going to make me happy? I, I can't really get into something if it's not going to make me happy. Initially, everything's, everything new always, yeah, this is cool, but... In the long run, if I'm not happy six months from now doing it, yeah. I'm not going to do it. And, and that really came about from making those bad decisions. Like, oh, I'm not happy no more doing doing what I'm doing. So yeah. that that's when that formula started. So I love that answer. Cool. How do you? How have you figured out the difference between I don't like do this, doing this anymore, so it's not good for me versus it's just hard and I got to press through because some people are going to hear you and they're going to go, Oh, right. well, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the hard work. <laughs> Tyler said just to yes. follow my heart. How do I know the <laughs> difference, Tyler? Right, right. So the difference really is there's a clear line of when something is actually hard and when you just physically, it is not good for you to continue on. Sure. So for me, it's, you're wanting to sleep every day. You're not wanting to wake up. You're not excited to get out of bed. Even if it is a hard challenge, you still should be like, all right, let's tackle the day today. You know, and that really is the definitive line of this is no longer healthy for me. I'm not eating. I'm not doing well. People around me like, hey, dude, what's going on? So for me, that's the biggest thing. 
So I'm hearing emotional stability, basically from the angle of, am I fulfilling my purpose, right? Am I doing what I should be doing? And if I'm not, what you're saying is there should be some adverse effects. (laughs) Now, (laughs) sometimes we, that persistence word comes through and we just got to stick to it. Uh Correct. We just talked about, but I hear what you're saying. And so for the listener here, taking notes, I want you to hear what he's, the line that he's drawing is that every entrepreneurial journey is hard, period. Like I already know from off camera here, some things that Tyler is uh, going through even right now. Like you got some tough place, tough things on your place right now. But that doesn't mean that you don't press in, like you said, and you're not like, let's go figure it out. Let's charge mm-hmm. the hill. So yes. that's the line. And, uh, and and if it goes negative past that, then you need to look at, does this fulfill my purpose? Or maybe even a little bit more clear, does yes. it get me what I want? Does yeah. it get me what is I want? It, do I, do I even know what I want? <laughs> is it pushing me to my dream? And really at the Love end of the day, that. if you have a solid idea of where you want to go in life, those decisions become really easy to make. Yep. You know? That's right. That's right. Clear, clear idea where you're going helps you make good decisions. That's what I heard there. Okay. So give right. us an idea of bad, bad decision that you have made that would be helpful for the listener to, to not repeat. <laughs> Terrible decisions I've made is making bad investments in stuff that doesn't make me happy. It is not pushing me towards what I'm going to do. So okay. for example, about four years ago now, I sunk about $10,000 into uh, this real estate thing, this wholesale real estate thing taught by this guru couple months in, I'm like, man, I suck at this. It's not helping me out at all. What am I doing? I'm 10 grand in a hole. I have no clue what I'm going to do. So uh, yeah, that's an example of a very bad financial decision and emotional decision I made right there. Sure. The end result ended up not being what you thought it was. And so I'm sure just because I know you well enough at this point to that, you pulled out nuggets from that because, because no bad decision is actually a failure, right? Like we learn from it. We know this is all success. It's all success. So what, specifically with that decision, because you're not in wholesale anymore, or maybe you never even really climbed the ladder on that. But (laughs) what did you learn in that process of spending the money, doing the learning, figuring out it wasn't for you? What was the lesson for you? I've always been a huge philosopher, big dreamer. So the big lesson for me was uh, make sure you got your assets in the right place. Don't overstretch yourself with what you got going on around you. And and that really put me in a financial bind. From here on out, from then on out, I really was like, okay, where are my financial assets at? Where are my best strengths? And how can I best spend that money to double it, to triple it? So you didn't fall back into fear of, oh, I can never spend money again. I made a bad choice. Right. It was, no, let me take a look at this choice. Let me learn from it. But then as I go forward and continue to make financial decisions, because as a seven-figure owner, you're making $10,000 decisions almost every single day, probably. Absolutely. And so you can't be fearful. But to you, you're like, okay, let me just put a little structure to my decision-making, which you already gave us a little bit of that formula. So that's fantastic. All right, let's transition to a good decision. Can you give us just a highlight of something that was just like, yes. (laughs) A good decision straight out of the gate had to be starting those pretzels, had to be coming up with that recipe. That that was a banger from day one. So an example of a very good decision that I made. Yeah. And so the decision there, what I'm hearing just for the listener to kind of break it down a little bit is I took a risk. I had no idea what I was doing because yes. you said I'd never baked a day in my life. Nope. It was just an idea. I had really, I was uncertain about whether I was actually going to fulfill it or not. But once some legs got underneath it, I'm like, maybe this could be something. So I pressed into it. Several yes. good decisions back to back, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I took the chance to invest in myself. And yeah. that was the best decision you could ever make. That's so true. That's so true. Okay, I love all of the good and bad decision stuff. Let's switch lines just a little bit and talk discipline. 
for just yes. a half second, all areas of life, business, finance, family, whatever it comes down to. Obviously, you're even working inside of a business with family. And so that, that might even be a little unique part of your story to tell. But how do you Definitely. stay disciplined in all of these things you got going on? Personally, I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. It became known to me years ago that I was a big dreamer. And if I didn't write stuff down, stuff got lost. Oh, that's a cool idea. There it goes. There it went. <laughs> I invested in paper tablets. I invested in uh, notepads to keep me on track. What do I got to do today? What's going to push me forward? And yeah. waking up at 5 a.m. every day, working out, sweating, eating right, drinking right. Yeah. That definitely helped keep your mind right. That's awesome. I, I, you've hinted several times at, at your personality or some skill sets that you have naturally. And then also then the opposite side of that, which is a weakness. And I, I do the same thing inside of my programs, as well as my employees. We've talked about this as well, uh, you and I off of uh, off the record here, but knowing who you are, it sounds like for you has been able, like, first off, you have to be honest, with you, right? You've yes. had to be honest with yourself that I'm a dreamer. Okay. Well, that sounds cool. But what does that really mean for Tyler? What you just told us is a dreamer isn't necessarily known as an executor. <laughs> Or an implementer. And, and until that stage where all you can do is just dream and that be your only role, mm -hmm. you're going to have to implement. You're going to have to execute. Yes. So writing stuff down, being up at a specific time so that way you can start working through the checklist of the day. Those things have been super practical, even though we know these things. We, we know get yes. up earlier or hit the yeah. gym, like create a to-do list, write it down. We know these things. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do them? Why didn't you do them before? I was actually very fortunate to start learning these habits. I really didn't realize I had these habits because I, I grew up racing professional motocross. So I was always out tra training and doing stuff. And it was that goal of, I want to be really good at this. That kind of helps put uh, tracks in place for you. For me, getting up every day, doing all that stuff really just helps hone in my skills. hundred uh, percent. Skill set has to be obtained in order to then master it. You can't have any sort of real success without mastery. And so to your point, even with motocross, it's getting out there and practicing, right? Like you just got to do it multiple mm -hmm. times and, and have a discipline, a schedule of some sort behind it, a purpose in your practice, all of that. Yeah. Consistency has been absolutely key for me. So making sure I'm staying on my schedules, making sure I'm doing this. Cause even if I get off one day, it throws me off. I yeah. go, I can sit down all day and think and dream and do whatever I want inside my head. It's awesome. But out here I'm like, Oh wait, I got stuff to do. So, right. Right. The real world calls. And I think there's a the good balance there. So you know that you, you have strength of idea, strength of creation of new things, strength of pulling nothing out of thin air, really as a dreamer, that's what you do. But to know the other side of that sword and to know that, okay, like I'm going to need people around me and, uh, and tools around me, which you've already mentioned to be able to help you get there, which I think is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. I'd say most entrepreneurs listening right now are probably in that vision boat of some degree, right? You've got big you hopes, to. big dreams, right? You have to, otherwise, yeah. why'd you start you the to. business? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody goes in just be like, uh, maybe we can do this. Maybe yeah. we can do this. Exactly. You already exactly. know. You, you already know. know, but, but the tools along the way uh, to Tyler's point here are, are what has helped him be successful. And I would, I would take a second here. Um, even if you need to pause the show here and, and write down some tools that you're either using that are helpful or that you need to use better or tools that you should be using that uh, you have access to, or maybe you need to go find new tools. Now, there's all sorts of technologies or like Tyler even said, good old fashioned pen and paper or a little notebook mm -hmm. that, that can help you keep things on track. So you making sure you're using those things around you. 
Absolutely. 100%. All right, Tyler, it's time for the speed round. Okay. In the, in the speed <laughs> round, we're going to go fast, but I want like punchy, really practical, really helpful answers. Okay. So I'm going to ask you okay. a, a series of Fire questions away. and I might ask you to expound, but this is the, this is uh, for the six figure owner who is trying to get where you are, dude. And these okay. questions are going to be super helpful to them. They're taking notes right now. You Absolutely. ready? Yeah. Fire away. Okay. First one is if you could only track one metric in all of your businesses forever and ever going forward, only one, you can only pick one. What metric do you pick? Your hand, you're tying my hands here, man. Employee satisfaction, man. If my Ooh. employees are happy, everyone else is going to be happy. Got it. Okay. And so can you give us anything unique there that you either do special or to increase the employee satisfaction. Give us a little, give us a little nugget there. Well, some fun things we like to do around here. A lot of us are action sports type people. So we go go-kart racing. That's what we do. Some nice. good friendly competition to keep people uh, happy, keep people in competition with each other. Competition is great for camaraderie, is great for talking a little shit to somebody. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it keeps people happy. So that's awesome. And then, <clears throat> and then that happiness then entails to the customers. Then they are taking care of the customers as if they're their own. Right. So, no, that's huge. The end, a customer result to your point. We've all walked into that restaurant where that employee is just does not want to be there. They hate their job. They hate their Correct. boss, all that. Okay. So I'm hearing work hard, play hard. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Good. All right. So next question, what book does a six figure owner need to read to help them get to the seven figure level? It is actually a book that I was just introduced to myself. A hundred million dollar offers by Alex Hormozzi. That book is a solid book. I've read a lot of books in my day, but yeah. that one definitely hits home for a six-figure owner. That's an incredible book. I too have read it and I would highly recommend it as well. A lot of pr very practical things in that book that can help you out. Definitely. All right, next question. Do you intentionally network and or mastermind with other high-performing entrepreneurs? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, so- I actually have a unique situation with the store. Uh, there are a ton of people, business owners alike that come in the store all the time. So I get to sit behind the counter. I get to pick their brand. I get to talk to them all the time. Yeah. And outside that, I do go to business conferences to, to nice. see what other people are saying, see what industry leaders are doing in the world. Yeah, yeah. So. absolutely. That's awesome. And so my next question was, do you pay for it? And, and you've already given me a couple of different examples of, of being able just to network locally without paying. So you don't have yeah. to pay. If you have the right intentions, but then also too, you have sought out conferences and other types of things that, uh, that you've had to pay for, but you found good value in that. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A good strategy of paid and unpaid is definitely the way to go. So. That's right. So for the six figure owner, here's what I've found oftentimes is that they hear someone like you say, it's worth time and money to get around other entrepreneurs to be able to think differently, think bigger. You don't know yes. what you don't know. All that sounds good. But when it comes down to it, it's like, man, like that money could be used for equipment or mm -hmm. materials mm -hmm. or to pay my people. It's just, it's ah, it's what do you tough. say to them in that? It's tough, but because I've been there, I can spend this $3,000 on this conference or I can spend the $3,000 on a new sandwich prep station. Right. What do I do? I spend it on this because this helps you get a mindset to then pay for this two times over. Yeah. I love that money. I love that depiction. And you've got to be able to basically trust in yourself first, right? It's because you trust in yourself. You say, hey, if I can get a better mindset, I'll know I'll produce twice as much so that I can go buy two machines if I wanted to. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. And obviously a little, little, little side secret note here that uh, Tyler's inside <laughs> of my seven figure gathering yes, the King's mastermind. And so we've already had some 
incredible strategic uh, moments between the two of us as well as in the Beautiful. group. And so you got some awesome stuff here just a couple of days ago when, yes. we, when we launched. It was pretty cool. Yes, it was fantastic. I happy to be a part of it. That's awesome, man. Okay, so last question. You ready? Fire away. Dude, if you lost it all today, all of it, what uh, do you do? All of it, huh? Taking it all from me? Taking it all. I would probably personally, I would probably hop back into photography. Okay. I would hop back into that game from there, save up some cash. I'd probably start an online business. Go from there, write a book about how I struggled. From there, start helping people, start coaching people uh, who are in the same situation that I was in. So there you go. You know, always go back to helping people and you'll never lack for money. Yeah. And here's what I didn't hear him say is roll over, right? Or, or cry about it or, and not that they say the, the emotion. Maybe for a day or two. Maybe for a day or two. I'm good with that. You got to have them like, oh, dang, that, that, that kicked my teeth in. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> exactly. But what, what the fortitude or, or the balls to do it again mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing you say is it didn't, even, it didn't even come as a hesitation to you. It'd be like, well, I guess I would try it again. In this case, yeah. photography, earn up some you money go do another business um, because that's what you're made for. As a king, if we're, if we're going to use this gathering the king's language, as a king, this is what you're made for. You're made to go create. You're made to go and, and that includes businesses. Land. And yeah, exactly. So you do it again, it sounds like. Uh-huh, absolutely. I do it 100% again. I cannot stand working for somebody else. That's not to say it's bad to work for somebody else, but that's just not for me. Just not how you're designed. I love it. Yeah. All right. So Tyler, how can someone connect with you? You already share with us where your restaurant is, but share with where you're located again so they can come check out your restaurant, come visit, do a vacation. But how does someone connect with you personally if they just want to hit you up and, and get to know more about you? Yeah. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, Simpsonator927 is where I'm at on Instagram. Uh, Rockstore Grill, Waihee Grocery. Got a few pages to hit me up on. Nice. Facebook's all the same. So you can find me there. We're, again, we're located in Nissa, Oregon, about actually about eight miles outside of Nissa, Oregon on the way up to Lake Waihee. So That's come awesome. out, check us out. There's about 50 miles of reservoir to explore. There you go. Tons of outdoor exploratory options and you can get yourself an upside down burger. <laughs> that one unique of its kind right there. It's on my list, bro. I'm coming and I want two of them. That's all I'm saying. Better. <laughs> Got to get a double. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Okay, Tyler, you've been incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've dropped uh, value here today. The listener, if they were paying attention, has really actionable items to be able to take away from this. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Chaz. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.